You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We had one comment slash question from that that podcast we did two weeks ago about um, this, you know, potential centers to bring in and and what the Bruins uh would look like down the middle uh, if Bergeron was gone. So the comment was from Patrick Matsy, uh, Masty. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, he said, uh, you need a strong number one center, which we had talked about options for younger centers um, to bring in, like uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, for example, was one of them, and said, even if Bergeron comes back, he should be 3C, which means trade Charlie Coyle, Frederick as so um we didn't have a chance to address that previously but there's reasons why that would be pretty difficult for the Bruins to do Scott if you wanted to start out with uh your explanation of of what you think on that yeah well for starters I mean I, I like the idea of like trying to lessen Bergeron's workload but I mean realistically like he's on any team he's still a top two center so um, you know, you're not like you're not lining him up as a number three center, manages minutes more, absolutely. Which, by the way, the Bruins did this past season, like his minutes were down in a lot of games. Um, as far as Coyle, yeah, like on the surface, yes, his name should be included with Allmark, Grizzly, Hall, like, you know, maybe DeBrus, like any other players you're talking about trading to to free up salary. I mean, Charlie Coyle makes $5.25 million. And while I think we all, we all like Charlie Coyle and we like what he brings to the team. Like that is, that is an overpay. Like he, he's just in terms of a pure value, he's probably not worth that money. Uh, the problem is, is I think other teams around the league know that and don't, they've, they've seen that generally when he's tried to move up to number two center, it can work for a game or two here and there, but it's not, there's not really enough offense in his game for it to be a long-term solution. Um, you know, the it might have to be for the Bruins this year if Bergeron and Krejci both retire and they can't find a number two center or number one center. Like, they might have to just out of necessity, but for the most part, like, we know it. he's he's ideally suited as a number three center. He's one of the better number three centers in the league but most teams aren't paying their number three center over $5 million. So, and three years left on his contract. I 
just don't think there's going to be a lot of teams willing to take that on. And if you're the Bruins, like you're probably not trading them if it means retaining salary or anything like that. Like you, you don't want to do that. So I just, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, by, by the way, he also has a, a no move clause, I think um, an eight team, no trade list. So, I mean, you can work with that. It's not like he can block half the league, but it doesn't seem likely to me because I don't think there's a lot of teams that would want to take on that contract. And I don't think the Bruins are going to want to retain salary because even if Coyle is a little overpaid, they, they still like him and they still value him in that room. So, um, sure, you can explore it, but I would be surprised if Charlie Coyle gets traded. Yeah, as would I. Uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, Scott, I mean, also, you're losing Krejci. You're losing Bergeron, if not this year, next. Do you really want to lose another center like it's not really a position of strength right now um but no i know i know in the in, in the question that they were posing they were they were assuming that the bruins bring in another number one center in the league along with bergeron and zaka i just don't i just don't see that ever being a situation so that's that's yeah if you had another number one caliber caliber center and bergeron and zaka like okay maybe but like that that that's not gonna happen so at least I don't think. Um, but um, I'm trying look, to imagine too what a third line with Bergeron would look like. Like, well, who's never his... gonna, I mean, Bergeron's not a third line center. I mean, to, just to Scott's <laughs> point, it's like you know, if you have if you have a center on this team that's pushing Bergeron down from the number one line, Zaka would be the, the, the third center, not not Bergeron. But just on coil, unless no, but no, not necessarily. Because if you wanted to keep Zaka with Pasternak and that would be your second line still, mm -hmm. then yeah. that would move. Like, I mean, it's all semantics. You can call whatever line yeah. your first line, your second line, whatever. But yeah. it, it would become more of like a situation of kind of what Vegas did this year, where it's like you have three really balanced lines. You know, like their number three center was William Carlson, who's certainly better than like your average number three center, but it's because they would basically put like two top six forwards on each of their top three lines and then kind of balance it out with like a, a Brett Howden there or Michael Amadio here or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was just more so making, making the point. I just don't think it's going to be a situation where <laughs> that's the case. I think Coyle's here to stay the, at least for next year. Like you look at his stats the last couple of years. Also it's to your point, Scott, about him being like, one of the better number three centers in the league. Yes. But he's also being overpaid because 2021, 2022 season. And then this past season, both 82 game seasons. So what are you paying for there? You're paying for durability. And I think that's something worth mentioning too, that stats don't always, you know, the, the scoring stats don't always encapsulate, right? He's, he's an 82 game per year player, which is important. Um, at least the last two years and both years, 16 goals, um, two years ago, 28 assists last year, 29, 44 points, 45 points. Um, his face-off percentage went up about three point, uh, 3%, um, since last season. I think that's important too. Are you overpaying him from a, from an offensive standpoint? Yeah. I mean, five, five plus million dollars for a 44, 45 point guy. It's a lot of money. Um, I just think like if you're losing Bergeron this year and next year, we know Krejci's going, you're not center's not a position of strength. You're not you're you're not trying to just get rid of your other 
one of your other centers right now. And I just don't see a situation where you're going to have a new number one center in addition to Bergeron, Krejci, and uh, Bergeron, Zaka, and Coyle, where there's going to be too many chefs in the kitchen to have to trade somebody. And if you did want to trade him to Scott's point, I don't know how many teams would take on that contract if there's no Bruins retention. So I just think it's a, it's a, it's a, I understand the question. I respect it. I just, I don't see it being very realistic that he's going to be traded and for many reasons. Yeah. And Coyle also got a lot more defensive zone shifts this past season, put in the work to become one of their top penalty killers. So like there's a little more added value where he's not just a five on five player. We know he's not, he's been on the power play before, but he's not a big power play guy, but now he is a big PK guy. So like there's also value there. So um, one thing, one of the things I think is interesting though about this is in the next couple of years, like they're going to start to have some young centers coming along, you know, Georgie Merkulov is probably the closest, but you know, potentially like a Matthew Poitra or Brett Harrison in the next couple of years too and it is sort of interesting that like if coils just locked in as that number three center on the one hand it's like all right that's nice stability but on the other it kind of puts some other centers in a spot where it's like okay well either you're the number four center or you're playing in the top six like you're either stuck behind coil or you have to jump them which is just like a little interesting because we've seen centers come up and like that number three center spot is sort of you know it's a good place for like a young center to start to establish himself where all right you're in the top nine but you're not being relied on for 18 minutes a night just yet um and the Bruins sort of have that spot like just blocked off for three more years so I do think that like especially with someone like Merkulov who's getting close it's like you could see a situation you know whether it's this season or next season where it's like all right, we'd really like to run with Georgie Merkulov as our number three center and see what he does. You know, I think back to like David Krejci starting as a number three center. Like that's a good spot for a young center with some offense to kind of find himself. And it's like, well, is Coyle still going to be there? And now it's like, all right, well, either Merkulov has to be a fourth line center or be ready for the top six. Yeah. And to the last point of the comment, Trent Frederick, I do think is ready to make the move. Like, I think that he could make the move to center. Obviously when he started breaking into the system, he was tried out at center, moved to wing. It seemed to make more sense there. He'd been playing third line wing most of the season this past season, but he can play center. Um, and if, as we mentioned, Tomas Nosek is a free agent. If he doesn't sign with the Bruins, they will be in need of a fourth line center Potentially, Frederick makes the most sense for them there. He's a restricted free agent, so they're also, um, you know, negotiating a contract with him, as well as Swayman. So that makes things a little bit, a little bit more complicated. Not too much, though, expected for Frederick to sign back with Boston. But um, yeah, it would, it would, it creates a, a difficult situation that uh, Charlie Coyle is your. This past season, he was your highest paid center. Obviously, it didn't make a difference because you got two veteran guys to take a team-friendly deal. So whatever, um, it kind of evened things back out. But then when you when you talk about Bergeron and Krejci leaving, you're not going to pay another number one center, you know, the kind of contracts that 
Bergeron and Krejci had. So then you're stuck and you're stuck in a situation where that Charlie Quill contract does look worse and does affect the team more if you keep him at, as your third line center when he's getting paid much more than that. Yeah. And I, I think where there's a will, there's a way like if, eventually if the Bruins have to move him for some reason, maybe they want to see uh Merkulov get some opportunity or if the Bruins are ever in a situation where around a trade deadline, they're not in a playoff position or like, I do think with the asterisk being that they would probably have to retain maybe some salary. Sure. But I, I do think like you could see Coyle going to a contender at, at, at a deadline and, the next couple of years of the Bruins aren't in a place where they're competing and, you know, because they're not competing, they don't really mind retaining a little bit of salary because they're not really trying to go for a cut. They're just trying to, you know what I mean? So it, it, when it gets to the point where they, they start to value giving some younger players more opportunity and they see a veteran standing in the way, and they're also not really playoff bound, there's, there'll, there'll be a way to move them. I just think when I hear this question, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it like going into this season I don't see it realistic going into the season, but as the years go on, like, yeah, there, there will be a way to move him if, if, if they have to. And this is also not to say that, like, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Charlie Coyle as a Bruin, because I think he does bring a lot of value. Some, both of you kind of brought up um, what he brings to the team. He's a, he's a bigger guy. He, you know, he showed his value even in that first round of the playoffs. He was one of the guys that I thought stepped up. Um, and did what he needed to do in the first round, especially when Bergeron and Krejci were out. But it's just, it's the contract really that, that when you come down to it, it's, it's that contract that, that makes us have to have these conversations. Um, he's, he's a decent player for sure. And ever since he had that knee surgery, he's looked better, right? When, when he came in to the Bruins, he was questioning, needing surgery and then once he finally got it he does seem to be playing better um he looks different and you know that that's only been a positive for the Bruins once he got that done yeah and Bridget because you uh brought up Trent Frederick it just kind of remind me of this did you guys see like there was a little rumor slash report uh about Frederick it was it's from Andy Strickland who's based out of uh St. Louis so there's the connection there with Frederick being from St. Louis. Um, but he tweets something about like, basically like keep an eye on Trent Frederick, like, you know, interesting restricted free agent uh, Bruins, you know, teams know that like they have salary cap issues. Someone could potentially make an offer, you know, offer sheet Frederick. And I find it interesting, like uh, maybe, you know, he really is hearing that, but I also kind of wondered like, all right, if he's from St. Louis, he's probably, you know, kind of tied into Frederick's camp. Like, could that also just be someone sort of trying to pump up Frederick's value a little? You know what I mean? Like, so I guess I don't rule it out. You know, Frederick did have a career year. Like, 17 goals while playing bottom six minutes is is pretty good. And just about all of them were five, maybe all of them were five on five because he's not a power play guy. And, you know, he does some penalty killing, but he's not used a ton there either. So um like, I understand like there would be some interest there, but I, I guess I'd be a little surprised if someone does offer sheet them unless, unless like word gets out that the Bruins are low balling him or something or negotiations aren't going well, but yeah, I fully expect him to resign with the Bruins. Obviously I think there's 
mutual interest. He said after the season, like this is where he wants to, he wants to be, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. So I'm assuming they're going to get something done, but you know, that did, did kind of get thrown out there of, you know, someone trying to push that, you know, Hey, maybe there's going to be going to be some interest and someone might try to poach him from the Bruins. The, the biggest thing for me that I took away from when I talked to him in the on breakup day was uh, he was funny. So like I he doesn't necessarily like answer things like, you know, I would say like the Patriot white. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's the Bruins, but um, super polished media wise. It was funny when he said he would be excited for the opportunity to take over one of those center roles. Most other guys were like, Oh, we really hope Krejci and Bergeron come back. And Frederick was like, yeah, it'd be great if I could be like a higher up center. And I was just kind of laughing. I was like, all right, well, but at least that shows me, he really feels like he has an opportunity on the Bruins to get that, get a role that, that he's interested in. So that would make me think he would want to stay in Boston. Um, He also straight up said he wanted to stay in Boston, but once again, that's kind of something everybody feels like they have to say. Um, But if the role is available for him to step up into a number three or four center role, um, and, or at least he sees that in the next few years, he could get there um, and, and, you know, play that position that he's wanting to play. It gives him the incentive to sign back here. Yeah. And I think, I think the Bruins obviously want him to come back as well, being a homegrown drafted player. And um, the Bruins haven't been known to get a ton of, applause for their draft picks that much over the last, you know, six, seven, eight years. So uh, he's definitely one that's been uh, panning out and, and, and he, you know, he was questioned a lot, right. He's a first round draft pick um, and a center and really hasn't been a, a true center in Boston. He's finally getting his, his mojo going as a wing and um, on a third line role. But I think, yeah, it looks good in the Bruins that he's, he had, he had a career year last year and is starting to, to, to find confidence in this league and at this level. And so, I think both parties are probably mutually interested in getting something done at a, at a fair, fair value. Um, either yeah. of you guys have, yep. Sorry. Go ahead. By the way, the, the guy I, and I think many others wanted the Bruins to draft over Frederick was Alex to who clearly would have been a better pick, but also in the news, cause he's one of the top, top trade targets uh, on everyone's trade boards this off season. Sounds like he's probably on his way out of Ottawa. So don't think the Bruins will be a player. You know, they're not, they just don't have the cap space to add a player like that, but uh, we'll be interesting to see where, where he ends up though. Why, why is that? Um, what's, what's going on with him in Ottawa being on a young up and coming team and. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't fully like read into it, but it definitely seems like either not a good fit there or, or whatever. I mean, the centers do have a lot of wings like that. That's actually somewhere they're pretty loaded. So um, yeah, I don't know. Seems Seems like it hasn't really worked out as well as everyone was hoping there. So, all right. Uh, either of you guys have any final thoughts before we uh, sign off? No, I think we covered most of what we were planning on talking about. Yeah, I'm all good. not that we don't have other thoughts, uh, <laughs> but if you if you make us keep going, we'll talk for another two hours probably. But. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, if that's the case, uh, Scott, I'll let you get back to journaling. And um, we... <laughs> what are you journaling, Scott? I'm not journaling. <laughs> not that I'm not doing anything. Your diary. <laughs> I got a lot right. of thoughts left. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you very soon.